times I feel old like I'm going out of style So I turn down the music on my FM dial I beg of you to come and listen for a while And look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child What is going on, Beards and Brodies? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. With me, my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. And uh, I think we all need to let out a collective sigh. I think, I, think, I think that's just what we needed right now because uh, we are now recording this uh, post-game from Game 5. Of, uh, sorry, no, Game 4. Game 4. I'm already ready for the series to be over. Game 4 of the uh, Rockets-Lakers uh, game. And if you guys were watching, you guys obviously felt the same way we felt. The begrudging, the sadness, the frustration. So I have to... Just ask the GM real quick, just 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 right after this game, like we literally have recorded this like twenty minutes after the game ended. I, I just want to know how you how you feel right now, uh, after that loss. Deflated. But I'm angry, honestly. I mean it's like it's disappointment because you're like looking at it like you guys knew what you had to do and you guys didn't execute. But it's also just a matter of just they, there wasn't much want in the beginning and by the time they put in that effort it was too little too late like you're down by seven six points maybe yeah and it's like five actually and you still it's just like "Ah, guys you're like four minutes too fucking late like it's just i'm angry but i mean you okay but let me preface this by giving credit to the lakers to frank vogel for making the proper adjustments and putting together a defensive scheme to completely stop a James Harden. And I mean, not in the sense of where it's like, James isn't like he wants it, but to be honest with you, he's still making the right decisions. I mean, the man's when, getting doubled out the shoot. Yes. And repossession. And when you have a, a guy like a LeBron James, who is basically playing free safety, not just either doubling James from the weak side, but he's also playing the passing lanes. So that rules out, uh, cross court passes, and you got AD who's kind of staying home, trying to stop the middle because you see they run that cut every time with a Jeff yeah. Green or Russell Westbrook. Yep. Yep. Who's there meeting him? AD. So it's more so like, as long as a Danny Green, a KCP, a Markeith Morris, and Alex Caruso and Rondo all can get to James Harden, that leaves nothing else because no one else can do anything, and that leaves Russell Westbrook wide open from three. And what's going to happen? He's not shooting it. So yeah. Kudos to them. Like, their role players are stepping up. Alex Crusoe played big tonight. But the Rockets role players did not. Rivers came in a little too late shooting. BMAC waited two games to make shots too late. You know, P.J. Tucker put up a goose egg tonight. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else can you really say? Like, they stopped us. And credit to them. They're like that's the reason why they're the number one. Seed. Yeah, but they've been, but it's been the same scheme since game since after game one. So where's the adjustment? No, the, oh, you're talking about the offensively. Yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah, yeah, like, like, like a counter to their defense. Yes, like which we kind of did have a counter. Oh no, no, sorry, after game two. Yeah, we did have a counter during game three, which would make Russ. I mean, Russ had thirty points, but still, like, it wasn't. It wasn't enough, or yeah. or they just not they're just well, not executing. It's, it's not in the sense of 
I think it's a mixture of a lot of things if you're watching the offense. As soon as Harden's getting doubled, they're trying to get the screener cut down the down the middle into the lane. Yeah, to get and to the middle. And if Harden's yeah. timing isn't perfect on the pass, everything can screw up. Because what happens is that when the player in the middle of the paint receives the pass, mm-hmm. it it should open up the wing and the in the corner because you're basically playing three on four. So basically, in that sense, it's like. If it were a Jeff Green or Russell Westbrook, they should have their pickings. Yeah. But because their wing defenders are playing so well and they're playing fresh and with energy, the Rockets can't take advantage of it. So why doesn't why don't they counter with putting Harden off the ball? They should, but the thing is that Harden's not going to move. We all know and that. And that circle gets a square. And, and that's how it's going to be. That's the issue. You yeah, but that's have to play but you, it that way. But you have to. But but. Yeah, you're saying that, but what we're saying though is that the Lakers, they're found, they found ways to counter, they found ways yes. to change their game plan just but, to completely shut him exactly, out. Exactly, but yes. the Rockets haven't changed, aren't changing. They're staying, and and, and that's the thing. Like evolution yeah. is gonna pass you by. Yep. If you don't adjust, yeah. Harden, it's biting us in the ass once again. Yeah. Harden is who he is. Mm. We know who he is. We know he's not gonna run off the ball. Yeah. And that's that's the, the pressing, shitty thing about that's it. That's the pressing issue. And that's and. Yeah. You know, it's up to D'Antoni to figure that out. That's not James's position. If he's going to have a coach that's going to allow him to do that, in the sense, then it's on the coach. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to enable somebody, that's not how it should be. Yeah, yeah. You really need... I, I mean, we have seen him in certain times of the year where he has moved off the ball along with Russ. But you can just tell now that the energy just isn't there. Yeah, it's and they're not just there. not. It's, I don't know. I don't want to say energy in the sense of that he's tired. No, it's just not that, that the sense of urgency. Yeah, isn't no there. sense of urgency. No, no sense yeah. of, uh, you know, with no urgency also equals to no effort. Yes, and that's what. And that's bit. That was kind of the kryptonite of this team tonight was that they weren't able to uh, perform that way. Um. Okay. So just just a quick recap just so you guys if you've been living been living under a rock this last week or if you had your phones and all social media and all TVs turned off let me go ahead and give you guys a quick uh, quick update on what's been going down uh it was a seven game series between the Rockets and the Lakers in the second round game 1 Rockets do take the win 112 to 97 we handled it very handily there then things kind of start going downhill the Lakers we knew they were going to come out adjusted and they did adjust accordingly game 2 Lakers take the win against the Rockets 117 to 109 uh follow through in a game 3 and now starting to be a best of 5 series uh the Lakers beat the Rockets 112 to 102 and which leads into tonight's big game, uh, a game to either tie the series or to go down 3-1. And unfortunately, the Rockets' lack of effort on both ends of the court has, it seems like, I guess the Lakers have stymied the Rockets and they have no counterpunch in them. So the Lakers take the win again, 110-100. to It is now a 3-1 Laker lead. This is what we kind of kind of already been touching up on the game like on a game five post game but we need to talk about the elephant in the room justin we need to talk about the elephant that has plagued this team since before game three and that is uh we have for some reason we justin we've been living on the street lately did you know that you know we've been living on the street we have no no house no house (laughs) no house man we're living on the street right now i don't know what's going on so i know a lot of people are thinking it 
and uh, to kind of just skew away from the game, let's just skew away slightly from the game right now. Let's talk about so the average fan, mm-hmm. Daniel House. Oh, okay, undrafted Daniel House, a guy that doesn't seem to make a difference at all, a yeah. no name guy, right? He's not Alex Caruso. He's not, you know, like he's not that type of role player. But unless you're living in the city of Houston, you don't understand it. How big a, a Daniel House was and is to this team. Even up until now, and the type of energy and effort that he brings, he he averaged thirty seven percent from three point during this entire playoffs. He's been money. He plays solid defense. He slashes. He he's quick. He makes great plays. He hits his three point shots. So, so I guess to preface to preface at this, let, let's let's just talk about what what happened. So so there's a there was a big investigation going forth with Daniel House. Apparently, it we found out this morning that it was a COVID, a COVID female, a uh, COVID woman worker yes, yes. that was in charge of COVID testing. And from what I have read overnight, Daniel House's uh, door, hotel door, opened around the same time that she was in the building. So, but at the same time, Daniel House has denied all these claims. She, the girl herself, mm-hmm. has denied all of these claims as well. Yep. There is no video footage. There is no hard, no incriminating evidence of any kind towards Daniel House. He has vehemently denied it since uh, since he's gotten since he's gotten uh, you know accused of it. I want to ask you how your feeling is towards that, and do you think do you think that this is cons- you know let's Justin let's put on our conspiracy hat. Yeah. Is this a? Uh, do you think this is NBA related, Laker related, in terms of uh, why House has been suspended, quote unquote, for an investigation that's open? Well, it's possible because, in the sense of the fact that, how can you suspend someone based on circumstances when you're even the justice system system yeah, well, yeah, suggests exactly. you're innocent until proven guilty? Exactly. So why is House the one that is being um, suspended? Even when it hasn't been proven yet, you know, based like in Major League Baseball, you know, they say that suspensions are coming, but position players will still be active yeah, until yeah. they're suspended. active until suspended, and then yeah. even they will appeal, and then after an appeal, if they lose, then they serve the suspension. So what makes this different? Okay, there's so there's a multitude of things that can go about it. A, let's go with the most realistic one is that. It's protocol. They're in the bubble. It's very, very strict. And, you know, apparently since let's just go devil's advocate here. Since this COVID uh, uh, tester, quote unquote, sees people that are negative and positive in that sense. Right. Mm. But if they've reported that there have been no positive tests, staff nor players, then why? It doesn't make sense. They're two consent. Even if let's yes. say House was guilty, right? Let's, yes. Yeah, like you said, yes. let's continue. Listen, let's continue this devil's advocate. Yes. Yes. Um, let's say Daniel House was caught. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got two consenting adults yeah. choosing to do adult things in the comfort of a private room. So, to put that as lightly as possible, um, why the why the head case over this? Because th- there, you're right. Because she's she's. Chances are she's clean. Yep. If she's testing and she's allowed, she's allowed on the premises. If someone's positive, you're 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 gonna be you're gonna be uh what do you call that? 
you're going to be quarantined yourself. Yes. So she wouldn't have been allowed exactly. to leave. Exactly. So it makes no I sense. I guess so guess my question for you is uh do you think in your opinion now granted what look look, look we're not let me just preface it by saying well, we're not media members we don't have facts we don't have sources um but we're just two dudes and we'd like to you know I like to think that we're pretty smart in terms of in terms of having sports minds mm-hmm. so we both have a you know a good head on our shoulders in that sense do you think a Laker player might have might have maybe spilled bean a little bit or maybe maybe uh called maybe because there is a hotline that you can call yeah it's possible i mean i don't know how far um whatever the hotel the rockets are in in comparison to where the lakers are i don't think it's that close yeah and um honestly i don't know i okay so if you want to go quote unquote conspiracy there are two things that we can go with that a daniel house is the fall guy for someone who did it and whoever did it is a superstar my man and we're not gonna say we're not gonna say any names yeah i'm just gonna say my man i'm I'm not gonna say who i'm just gonna say that possibly a superstar was the one who got caught and daniel house was the fall guy and And tyson Tyson chandler tried tried to to be the fall guy but daniel house was it yeah and then number two is that the nba may have a stark interest in the fact that if the Rockets do advance, then the then the end then the NBA's games will be blocked out of China for another round. And can they afford to have their conference finals and possibly their NBA finals blocked? No. Um, but obviously that's grasping for straws. That's something that can possibly be done. But the Rockets are still responsible for their own um destiny. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. And the thing, the just the thing that's unfortunate is that Daniel House is someone that can turn the tide in the sense of how he plays along this offense. He is a guy who can guard from one, like one through five, maybe one through four. He's quick enough to stay in front of a guard, like mm-hmm. an Alex Caruso. Yeah. He's quick enough to uh, put his hands out in the passing lanes. He's quick. Yep. He's a quick guy that can get under someone and go for a rebound. But he's also quick enough to get on the fast break and dunk just like one possession we saw in the first half when Russell Westbrook got a steal and Ben McLemore is running right beside him. Would yeah, a yeah. Russell Westbrook possibly pass the ball to a Daniel house? A hundred percent. If the all is open, he's going to give it to Daniel yeah. house. If the all is open for Ben McLemore, would he get it? No. Yeah. And also, also saying that Daniel house, and we need to account for this too, especially since, you know, we're the pocket rockets here. Mm-hmm. Daniel house has length. Yes, he has length defensively his, his length is and very, offensively. Very, um, very underrated. Very and, underrated. And he's six seven. People yes. tend to forget that he's six seven. Um, he does have a he has a good size wingspan. Mm-hmm. So obviously, not having him on the floor now, you're just now you're you're trading his minutes. They're funneling now into Austin Rivers and Ben mm-hmm. McLemore, right? Yes. Austin Rivers is going to absorb a little bit more minutes. Jeff Green, in a way, is also going to absorb a little bit more minutes. Yes. It also puts pressure on Jeff Green to kind of play both roles now mm-hmm. you know jeff green can't just be a tradition you know he can't play that just the big man role that he is but now he has to cut a little bit more play that middle a little bit more yeah you know the, the, you 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 saw the, these things that they had to do and it's just i think for me it's so frustrating uh that it's like i don't know what 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 it is or how houston 
Rockets fans or Houston Rockets in general just continually get screwed over. You know, it's just like, it's like, okay, if we were getting beat, like, look, if we lost those last two games with Daniel House playing, then it's like, all right. You know what yeah, I mean? They like, got us, yeah, they got us yeah. at our best. Because, because and... let's let's talk about because we we also have to transition and we do have to talk about this. But before we transition, I need to talk to y'all about something that's actually a very big deal, very near and dear to my heart. And that is the rescheduling of Day Off's first ever pop up shop. Hey, Beards and Brodies, this is the Commissioner here, letting y'all know that there was a rescheduling for Day Off's first ever pop up shop, which was originally supposed to take place on August 29th, but they have rescheduled it for this. Saturday on September 12th, going on from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Yasumi Workshop, which is located at Bean Here Coffee Lab and Studios. The address to that is 310 McKeever Road in Arcola, Texas. I'll say it again. 310 McKeever Road in Arcola, Texas. Your boy kind of just forgot low-key. I've been doing so many ads lately. Okay, so... What what basically what's going to be going on in the pop-up shop? There's going to be tons of new gear dropping. Absolutely. I actually got a little sneak preview. I gave a little money to my boy, and he gave me the shirt. He gave me the hat, and I get to rep it properly, and I get to rep it for him. I'm telling y'all right now, some of the best gear that he has dropped in, you, you know, but maybe maybe some of the best gear he's ever dropped ever, just in terms of the design and seeing how far, uh, seeing how far Chris has come. So, Great, great, great new gear dropping, as well as a DIY section where you can print on select vintage pieces and make a unique one out of one piece. So basically what's going to be happening is you, there'll be a DIY section where Chris, the owner and creator of the Day Off brand, is going to walk you through on how you can print and make your own graphic design and basically printing out your own shirt, your shirt, a polo, or whatever you find that's there. And I think that that's really cool, especially if you're into that, if you're into graphic designing, it's a good chance for you to learn, and it's a good uh, kickoff point for y'all, especially for someone who wants to get into graphic design. So I think that would be really cool. Just be sure, you know, if you have nothing to do, it's going to be this Saturday. It's in September 12th. Uh, it's going to be a lot of safety parameters going on throughout the building. You're required to wear a mask upon entry. Hand sanitizers are always going to be available for y'all. And on top of that, it's located in Bean Here Coffee Lab and Studios. So you can go out, go, go and bring your friends, bring your family, check out some gear and drink some amazing, amazing coffees. Some of the best in H-Town. So be sure to check them out. Check out the day off's first ever pop-up shop. Once again, I'll say it. It's this Saturday, September 12th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Yacht. Sumi Workshop, located here at Bean Here Coffee Lab and Studios. Don't forget, guys, that you guys should go there and check it out because they got great gear, great stuff, great friends, and an all-around fun time. I guarantee you guys that. If you go, you're not going to regret it. So with that said, be sure to do that and go beyond Palos Ultra. 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 Go beyond Plus Ultra. Welcome back, Beards and Brodies. You are listening to the Summit State of Mind. I'm still here. The GM is here. Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly, as always. The grudge. I don't know what I was going to say. You're just angry and sad. <laughs> Dude, I was just want to... Justin, are you brooding? You're brooding a little bit. A little bit. Can we be the brood? A little bit of the... Are you Sean the brood? Hunter. Oh, I was going to say, do you want to be Edge or Christian of the brood? I was always Edge, dude. 
Really? Yeah. Fine, I'll be Gangrel. <laughs> That's fine. I'll I'll spit out the fruit. Do you remember when we were younger, when we were kids? Do you remember when mom would buy mom would buy the, the Minute Maid fruit punch, and I would go into the backyard and I'd be like, Justin, I'm Gangrel. <sighs> spit. <laughs> yeah, you'd put on your little fake vampire teeth you'd get at the dentist. God, dude, don't no. Dude, well, I get it from I get one from the dentist. I'd break that one, and then I'd roll to Gaddy Town, and I'd get twenty five to thirty tickets. And then I can get an, I uh, no, you didn't sneeze. Okay. I was, I was saying, I was like, I can go to Gaddy town, roll, get my 25 to 30 tickets and be money. There you go. And get yeah. my, get my, uh, I'll find a way to get my fake, uh, my fake gangrel teeth, man. Yeah. That's all you really need. <laughs> well, welcome back everybody. Uh, once again, you're listening to the summit state of mind. Let's go ahead and move on here. We, t- I talked about transition and transition being such a transition being like a, like a good forte for whatever you know this what's been happening especially uh especially lately um one quick quip here but just before we move on though the lack of daniel house just these last two games I, on a scale of 1 to 10 for the average fan that has chosen to listen to our podcast one out of the every 30 or 40 or so listeners we have mm-hmm. um what would you rate like, 10 being the most, like, you know, like, we need him, like, we need a superstar, yeah. right? To, like, zero to, like, you know, what Rajon Rondo was in 2015 for the Dallas Mavericks. I give it a fair seven or eight. Which is a pretty high Yeah, I mean, he's a very, he's supposed right? to be our starter, but he is the sixth man. Oh, Your sixth man is, yeah. the, is the thing that keeps the, keeps the train rolling. When the bench comes in, you don't want momentum to stop. Daniel House is the person that keeps the momentum going. Absolutely. When he's on the court, he doesn't bring a negative. You know what I mean? Who was tonight's sixth man? Ben McLemore. Why? Because there was no shooting. We started mm-hmm. out really slow, and the defense mm-hmm. is killer. So they try to put in someone that has bullets in his holster ready to shoot. Daniel House isn't that person, but he makes the impact in a multitude of ways. Yeah. Not just on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. He's lengthy. He can dribble. He can actually penetrate. He can play defense. He can put his hands up. He can play a little bit of the post. He can see on the perimeter. He's a little bit of everywhere. Yeah, he's a little he's bit of everywhere. He's things. a jack of all trades. Yes. Not not a master of anything. Yeah, he's not great at anything, but he's good to like, average. Yeah, average at everything. He's yeah. not. He's not really terrible at anything. And he's developed that here. <laughs> exactly. And in that sense, like. That he gives us more than what anyone else on the bench, minus maybe a Jeff Green. Because I feel like what Daniel House brings to the table for the Rockets doesn't all show up on the stat sheet. No, no. As opposed to a Jeff Green who collects all those rebounds for us, those assists, and makes those threes that he was hitting before not in the series anymore. Yeah. But he's... Jeff Green puts up stats. Daniel House doesn't have to to make an effect on the game. Yeah, Yeah. So in the sense of just like, you know, defensive awareness, you know, like those little plays where we'd see like cuts from a Alex Crusoe on an inbounds play. Right. Do you think that happens with the Daniel house? No, absolutely I mean, there's not. A, like, yeah, there's a chance that it, it could, but I think it's less likely. Yeah, it is less it likely happens yeah. with him. You know what I mean? In that sense. Yeah. So his effect on the court is very huge. You know, his comfortability in the court and the fact that James and Russ trust him. As and, well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And let's also let's just let's just switch gears here and just talk about the effect. We didn't really much talk about the 
the effect it has on the team also that Daniel House is not there or whatever investigation, whatever's going on behind the scenes, whatever we don't know. Yeah. That's happening right now because the Ro- I guarantee you the Rockets players know a little bit more than we do. I'm pretty sure on what the yeah. situation is yeah. and the way that it's affecting their mentality and their mindset because you have all this. Then you have the protocol and then you have to, you know, then you have to quarantine and then you have to deal with all this BS from the media. Yeah. And then on top of that, they're talking about your teammate. They're talking about a friend and maybe someone else is guilty. Maybe another Rocket player is guilty. Maybe they're feeling guilty about it. I'm not saying who. I mean, I'm not. I'm really not anticipating anybody for that matter. But, you know, there's just so many factors and facets that go into that, right? Yeah. You have to think that that to a degree that that's, that's bothered the team these last two games. It just seems like the energy that they had for games one and two, whatever the X's and O's were. Yeah. Because, to be honest, if we were locked in, LeBron, okay, LeBron was not, god mode today he actually honestly wasn't like he didn't make he i don't recall him making either any threes or only like one or two he didn't i don't think he made a made no one yeah but he, he didn't he didn't put up many shots no it no no. he mostly, didn't have to but i'm saying though those yeah. chris passes he would have had but that's just on a team that's just not locked in defensively mm-hmm. like he won't get those look he would force him to have to shoot more than that's what you want you know what i mean because that's what we that's what we tried to do out of him last game he shot a lot more like he willed that team last game in game three but game four let's 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 talk about that like he he wasn't god mode anthony davis was not god mode yeah like they didn't play a plus to in my opinion they didn't play a plus like maybe like an a minus they played well they played really well respectively for both of them but they neither of them were playing in god mode so really you know honestly we should we should have won tonight yeah we should have won tonight so it's just goes to show just the the lack of effort right the lack of uh the lack of urgency lack of urgency not, lack I'm not of gonna say effort because that should be understood. or mental awareness yes so much most definitely especially on defense yeah like, you have to have that. There were a lot of possessions where it seemed like they just weren't coming with it. And unfortunately, that's kind of what comes with with this team. And unfortunately, that's just a part of, you know, whatever it is. So in the sense, does it suck? Oh, yeah, it sucks. But yeah, man, what can you do, man? It I is. Mean, it's, a, it's a tough spot. It's a tough spot. So, all right. Let's go ahead and dive in now. Let's dive into game five. I mean, game four. I keep saying game five. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's wrong with me? Game four. Let's dive into game four now. Let's talk about uh, just where they were just from the from the tip-off point. Um, we talked right before the game. You said you did feel good mm-hmm. about going into the game. I, I out, of, uh, out of my superstition, I purposefully was not confident. Yeah. Because... I was like, all right, we're two zero when I'm not when I'm not confident. So let's fucking go. So yeah. you know. So, uh, but you said you felt good about game four. When did you kind of start seeing it kind of slip? Like six slip minutes away? into the game, the first six. Yeah, because you can already tell the energy that they brought. They didn't play with it. They didn't play with any urgency in the beginning. There were different like, plays. You yeah, you thought yeah. they would have played with a bit more. More again, the, yeah, urgency. Just yeah. the the matter of just trying to fight because they know that. Going down 3-1 against LeBron is a very, very, very tall and monumental task. That's not something that you want to put on yourself. So the fact that they came in really slow, sluggish, they got they turned the ball over like three times in the first six minutes. Yeah. After the first six, it was very telling to see what the rest of the game held. 
they might have stayed in the game, but there was no way we were going to win. It was just, it was very disappointing. I was very angry, but it, not in the sense of where, like, I'm going to hit things and yell. It's just more so the silent angry when you know it's just like, you guys really shit the bed, you know? And, Absolutely, yeah. And they did. They did. Um, We touched also on this and about how they circulated this entire defense to stop James Harden. James Harden at 21 points, 4 rebounds, 10 assists. Pretty mm-hmm. decent stat line, right? Scoring, not very good. Uh, but he did have 10 assists. 2 steals. He had 3 blocks. Defensively, he was pretty, you know, stat sheet wise, he, he was, was so he so, was there. But... So so, but yeah, obviously missed cuts here and there. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about this. This is this was his worst shooting night in terms of field goals made since October last year. So since October and the start of the 2019-2020 season, he shot two for 11. The last time he had two, he had only two field goals made mm-hmm. was in October of 2019 during the first maybe three games of the season. That's insane to me. Yeah. So even though you're de- even though the defense is created to stop you, I mean, you've kind of been seeing this defense now for how many games and Yeah, usually you games. S- you talked a big game and you said you adjusted accordingly and 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 you didn't really adjust. Like, I mean, you tried. I can see that they tried. Obviously, we did touch working. base on it earlier, it's but not working. it's not working. And yeah. Harden not going off the ball is a killer because mm. it's not giving him the shots he wants. They're just playing right into the Lakers' hands, and I think you'd have to agree, right? Yes, 100%. Because on top of all of that, we also had, we also didn't have, well, we barely had any fast break points, what, until the fourth quarter? Yeah. I think it, at one point it was 17 fast break points to zero. Yeah. That was like probably like ten minutes left in the fourth. The rebound battle, we were it was forty three to nineteen at some point. Yeah. It was terrible. And I'm gonna talk about that too in the second half, in the start of the second half. Danny Green all of a sudden became uh they even said in the broadcast became Andre Drummond in terms of off- offensive rebounding. Yeah, like, like Danny Green that's a was joke. all over the board. That's a joke. Well, that's, that's a joke. That's just That's a joke. That's inexcusable. Yeah, if you can sense. box out Steven Adams, for God's sakes, you can box out a Danny Green. I mean, Absolutely. come on. Absolutely. Right? Like, you can tell that these guys are demoralized. PJ has no legs. You can PJ had it. zero points. Yep. We talked about that, actually, right before the pod. Is that PJ had zero points. They've been running him off that corner. Yep. The way that I see also the defense, the way it's run, is uh, you'll see that um, they'll, they'll shade double Harden. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis starts, I think Anthony Davis starts off on Tucker. Starts off on Tucker. He'll squeeze. Tucker will squeeze into the corner. As soon as he see him, sees him pass to the middle, Anthony Davis immediately goes to the middle of the lane, ready to block whoever. Yeah, and it can be then, anyone driving. But then, exactly. But then, what, but has happened? The, the person that's guarding James, more than likely, or like you know that guy will rotate over to the corner. He's rotating PJ's over the corner there, immediately. Which is which is Lakers are playing the defense to a T. Like I've said, you got to give them credit because they're playing us perfectly, perfectly. Like, I mean, if we somehow Maxi gets to the next round, the Clippers will play the exact same defense, except it'd probably be better considering the personnel that they have. Uh huh. So, in that sense, like, the Lakers are just, they're proving why they're the number one seed. They're proving why they earned it. LeBron, AD, the role players all are playing very, very, very well. And their wild card, fucking Ray John Rondo. Who would have thought that playoff Rondo would come to play? But that's, 
the type of thing that happens with a high-risk, high-reward player. It's like when the New England Patriots got Randy Moss when he flamed out in Oakland. Do they think that they were going to get Randy Moss superstar from Minnesota? Who knew? But it was a high-risk, high-reward signing, and they it was rewarded. But when you have the Michael Jordan of that of of football playing with you, yeah, that's something. But do you think and, that benefits Rondo? Hundred percent, absolutely. And because 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 let's 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 go flip side here, and let's talk about LeBron. LeBron always always seems to bring up like he always seems to take his role players from like, and I'm putting my hand to like kind of low to low to the ground to medium. To like high medium to high, especially in terms of like that Anthony Davis first and foremost. Yeah, how he got his mind right, how to get his mentality up, especially after game one, because that it was a demor pretty. I thought it was a pretty demoralizing loss in terms yeah. of with the Lakers, because yeah. it just didn't look like they had it, mm-hmm. or Anthony Davis didn't have it. I don't know, man. LeBron's secret stuff, dude. Time and time and time again, if he's in the playoffs, he's just a, a different animal. I don't know what he. I don't know like. If he just gives like great pep talks in the in the freaking locker room or in practice, yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. Like it's just insane, and the way that his role players step, it doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. You just trade and go. And we talked about it during the last pod. Fucking Delavadova. You have freaking Alex Caruso playing like Delavadova. Like yeah. you know, it's just like these players that you'll forever forget about. You know, you'll forget about them down the road in the future. Mm-hmm. But LeBron just seems to. It's. I think it's less the coach and more just of the LeBron effect. Well, it's also because you you know players take the lead by example type of thing. Yeah, they see how intense LeBron is. They see him every day. It's like how when Kobe was you know playing, like they saw the way he worked out. He always wanted to one up everybody, and I'm sure it's the same way with LeBron. You know, the way he takes care of his body, the way he eats, the way he responds in the way that he's just the way he plays on the court he puts it all out there and role players respond very 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 well to that so in that sense yeah those guys will play above their heads for him because lebron is going 100 miles per hour for them in order to put them in a position to succeed like a like a block leads to a fast break for a caruso or a kuzma that's what LeBron brings, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and those guys feed off of that. You know, I wish James uh, Harden had that, but at the same time, we, we can't compare apples to oranges. Yeah, we, we know who he is. Yeah, I mean, we've, so, we've we've talked about it enough yeah. on this podcast, anyways. You know, so I mean, that's just that's just how it's gonna be. I'm upset. It's, yeah, I'm sad, but you know, this is what comes with it, and us as Houston fans have to accept that. It's an unfortunate, uh, it's an unfortunate truth that uh, that we've come. Well, we actually accepted it even before Game Seven of the Rockets Thunder series that we knew that if the chips are down hard and at least offensively, he wasn't gonna, you know, give you a Kobe esque, Michael esque, LeBron esque type performance at least on the offensive end. You can't expect him to drop forty to forty five, especially when you have this Laker defense that is created the shade double out of the shoot. Every like they and they pick their spots at perfect moments, and LeBron is the best way I could say it is he's he's the conductor and he's orchestrating he and he's commanding his orchestra the violins and the freaking cellos they're all the clarinets shout out to Squidward they're just all they're all playing in perfect sync and and I can't 
I can't hate the defense. And that's the thing, like, we're a Rockets podcast, and we love our Rockets. Don't get us wrong. Like, we love the Rockets. But we will give credit where credit is due. Exactly, 100%. The Lakers have created this defense to stop James Harden, which in essence has kind of stalled out the Rockets, coupled with the fact that Daniel, the Daniel House investigation, and on top of that, you have a coach who's never been known to really make adjustments, you know? Yeah. So it's in turn it's it's been it's been tough it's been tough sledding, you know. And uh Justin, uh real quick, let's talk about um Russell Westbrook and how especially after game two his horrendous performance. I, I, what what have how have you how has he been in your opinion in these uh last two games? Game three he uh, let me just give you this real quick. In game three he had thirty points, he played pretty well. Did not hit big buckets down the stretch, but like we said, we don't expect big buckets from Russ down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Neither do we expect big buckets from Harden because you, if I remember correctly, in the last pod you gave us in the preview, you gave us their like really horrible in the clutch. So we knew we weren't going to get buckets out of them. Mm-hmm. So game three, he did have 30. He played pretty well, quiet 30. Westbrook tonight had 25, three rebounds, three assists, three steals, a block. He shot 50% from the field. He shot six of nine from the free throw line. Haha, <laughs> 69, dudes. Six of, six of nine from the free throw line. Three of eight, actually, from three. So, they forced their hand in a way with, for mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. But um, from what I've seen, I mean, the effort is there. So, for at least for me personally, I feel like he's actually playing pretty he's, well, all he's things playing, considered. He's playing pretty so well. I wanna, yeah, yeah. So, what do you think? He's putting his best foot forward. He's doing the best way he can with what he's got. They're giving him the three-point shot. He'll take it. And that's I'm okay with it. Because he has to. It's like how a Rajon Rondo is being dared in Game Three, or a Lou Dort was being dared in Game Six, Games Five, Six, and Seven. You know, like that's pretty much it. Like any bucket you can take from it. Yes. Is good. And when he's driving to the basket, you want him to draw fouls more, of course. But at the same time, you want him to finish those because what are the chances of him completing both free throws? Slim to none. Or at least get an and one. Yeah, but. He's putting in the effort on defense. He's doing what he can. It's just not as good as a James Harden or a Chris Paul, for that matter. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. It's just for Westbrook, I am happy with what we're getting, but not in the manner of how we're getting it and when we're getting it, if that okay. makes sense, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's he should be the guy that should be able to take those shots in the fourth quarter rocking mm-hmm. the baby posting up right yeah yep. if it's a close game i'm okay with russell taking that shot you know and he did he, when we did mount that comeback that slowly but surely comeback yeah russ did have a three-point shot and he made one and he missed one right and he missed one a little bit uh you know like a minute after so you you kind of live with that right yeah exactly okay so good points good points um let's go ahead and move on now let's let's talk about game five coming out uh justin I'm gonna say this because we we are we are three we are the three and zero or no we're four and zero in predictions. We have not lost every time we did a pod before a pod preview. Mm-hmm. We are undefeated. So I want to ask, uh, what you think the the keys are? Give me three keys for the Rockets to at least extend this series to show fight. Give me uh, give me three keys here. Do, or, or do you want me to go first? No. Okay, go. Bring my house back. Give me of, my are you, home. Are you tired of sleeping on the street? I'm tired of living on the street. You're tired of being a newsie? I want to go back home. You're tired of being a newsie, Justin? Ready to move to Santa Fe? Yes. 
Hundred percent. That's the first key. The second key is bring back the defensive intensity. Be more sharp in your rotations. Mm-hmm. Be more vocal. Mm-hmm. And be more aggressive. Okay? And number three, offensively. It all starts with James Harden. And if he's unable to move off the ball, then we're we're in big trouble. Can we win without him moving off the ball? Yeah, we can. Like barring, you know, some of our role players stepping up in the right moments. Yeah. To swing momentum. But it's all timely. It's all situational. Mm-hmm. So that's what we really need. And then, you know, uh, okay, I'm just going to throw another one out there. Another caveat. Go ahead. Transition defense. Transition defense. You've just unlocked the bonus key. How many times do I always mention that on the pods? Transition defense, transition defense, transition defense. That can actually go to bon- that can actually go to point number one for you because uh, Daniel House actually he get he usually gets back. So yeah, exactly. It's it's tough sledding. Okay, all right. Any other key? Are we, have we unlocked another bonus key, or is, or are you keyed out? I'm keyed out. Dude. All right. <laughs> Allow me to take the reins then, good sir. Uh, I I agree with you, on, especially on most of your points. Actually, I agree with you on all your points. But for the sake of argument, I'm going to go ahead and give you three keys. I will agree with you on key number one. Yes, I'm tired of being homeless. I am tired of being a newsie. I'm tired of selling things for a penny a pape. I want my house back. I want my home. Bring me O.E. Daniel. Bring him home. Bring him back to the bubble. Bring him back into the rotation. They need to they need to bring him back and let him play because just his presence alone will probably lift the team at the very least. If they can bring him back for game five, that'll at the very least will lift their spirits enough to win game five. Because all you gotta do is well, look, we've done three one before. We've came back from three one twice now yeah. in Houston's history. So we know what it is. We know it's one game at a time. We know it's uh Especially, you know, it is tough sledding. It's LeBron, but we know that it's one game at a time, and we know what it takes. And if you can at least get Game Five, you know you have a chance. You're not going back to LA. You're not, go- you know, they're not playing in Houston. They're- you're literally just playing in a bubble. Yeah. So, e game's a game. So they need Daniel back. Uh, key key number two is get your focus back, man. Get your focus back defensively. Like get yeah. that intensity. Like. Give me where's Michael's secret stuff from freaking Space Jam? Like, give me some of that, dude. Like, give him something. I don't know. Like, give him water and call it call it secret stuff. I don't freaking care at this point. Just give him something that can give him that big punch of energy that they need to lock in. And I know you must be. And I know you're. They're tired and they're older and PJ's older. But dude, you gotta show some fight here because this is getting ridiculous. Like, yeah, show not- some fight here. You're playing at the biggest stage in the biggest moment against. A generational talent in LeBron James. I my goal here out of the series was to take the crown off the king and move on here yep. because he's thirty five. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next big thing. Let's get it's James Harden's time. That was my whole thought process. So play with intensity. Play with pride. Play with that H town grit pride that we've been known for for the last few years. Yep. And uh, of course, uh, key number three, you gotta get your. Th- and key number three, most importantly for me, anyways, is uh, get that three point shot attempts up. They have been low lately. Mm-hmm. These last uh, these last two games, uh, there was a graphic that showed we averaged 
we averaged almost I, I think over 40 we yeah we averaged over 40 in the in the during the season we averaged 50 plus against the OKC mm-hmm. and now we're down to like 34 40. yeah something like that 34 to 34 to 38 or something like that yeah. so it's it's been down and and with our offense the way it's predicated on three point shooting you have to let it you know you have to let it fly yeah so those are my those are my key points uh, for the Rockets to win. Um before we before we before we close out the tab here GM, um go ahead and give me give me your prediction for game 5. Give me your prediction in terms of scoring. What's uh give me a final score here. Do the Rockets does the Rockets season end? Does it or do we live to fight another day? 114-108 Rockets. There it is. I predicted that if it goes 6, Lakers win in 6. So I think we win game five, but I do think the Lakers close us out in six. Okay, good point. All right. I mean, if y'all have listened to this podcast, you know what direction he goes, you know what direction I go. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it uh, like The Rock said in Miami in WrestleMania 28 when he beats John Cena one more time, one more time. If this is the last time I do it, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to go out guns a blazing. Fucking Scarface up in here. 116, 100. <laughs> Our Rockets blowout. Game five. Rockets blowout. They get the blowout win. And on top of that, it reinvigorates the team and it can push them. And I think it if they can win in a blowout scenario, especially in a blowout scenario, it gives them confidence. I think they'll go on to win. I think personally they can go on to win game six. They'll win a close one. And then all bets are off for game seven. So I think game five. got to think about it one game at a time. Exactly. <laughs> so, but that's what we do, right? That's what we do. So that's what the Rockets do. And uh, that's all that we can hope for the Rockets. But I'll take the 116-100 blowout. Uh, what you one fourteen one oh eight? So you know what the common the common uh, denominator here is for you and me is is that uh we our point total is at least above one ten, which is odd because every team that has hit one ten or more has won a game. Yep. Yeah, has won the game. That has been the uh that's been the flux capacitor in the Delorean, anyways, in terms of getting yeah. it going. You know, so this is a it's a big deal here. So so I my my guess is whoever gets to one ten will win the game. Yep. So I can agree with that. All right, good stuff, good stuff. All right, GM. So before, like I said, uh, before we close out the tab here, is there any uh, any last things you want to say before we uh, before we dip out of here? No, I have nothing to say. Let the Rockets play and let their play speak. I got nothing to say at all because the time because the time for talk is over. Oh yeah. What is it? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger says enough talk. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. He's molested and mutilated her. <laughs> that was freaking ridiculous. I'm the, just the trying Arno- to put the Arnold smi- soundboard. I'm trying to put smiles on my brother's face, and I'm also trying to put smiles on y'all's faces too. I know it's tough sledding to go around. So, all right, let the play do the talking. Uh, good point. And uh, I guess for myself, just uh, just go Rockets. I I hope the next time we do a pod, it's not a it's not an end of the it's not an end of the season pod where we reflect on the greatest moments of 2019. 2020. Yeah, I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready either. But you know what? If it's the way it ends, it's the way it ends. You know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll close it out by saying this: 2018 has pretty much numbed me. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we... So I'm not. You're not going to see any tears or anything like that. Yeah, in terms that, of emotion. That, the last time I cried on any sport was uh, 2018. Yeah. And I don't think I can possibly cry again. No. In no. pain because that was the worst pain I've felt in sports. It was and not twisting. Twi- like yeah. the World Series in 2019 didn't even affect me that deeply. I was over it the next day. But 2018 still haunts me, and it's something that I don't know as an adult now. 
if I'll ever get over it. Some things just, well, if you know the GM like I know, my brother, sports hits different with him. Uh, it hits with me too, to a degree. I think it hits him deeper than me. Is that uh you you always come across these types of fans that don't seem to get over it. You know the you ever watched uh if y'all ever watched uh the Cleveland Believeland uh episode, there are people that said there are literally if Justin, do you remember there are like sixty five year old men that that had you know their heart ripped out forty years ago and yeah. they remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. This is something that we're gonna remember when we're fifty, sixty. Even yeah. if we do hopefully win the title by that time. Twenty eighteen will be twenty eighteen will be that always year. be a score. It'll be It'll a score. always be something that will live in us forever because of how close we were to dethroning the best team ever but i'm not we're not going to talk about it anymore because there will be a a retro there will be we have been we have been we have been uh talking about it now for ages it might even be a two-parter oh no it has to be a two-parter absolutely i was gonna do it i was that was the whole there's so much to talk so much for the surprise surprise i didn't even know i was just that was just at the top of the dough yeah no no you're good i'm just messing with you but uh yeah, good points, good points. Uh, there is one guy I'd like to get on, the, a special guest on the pod. Hopefully he can get on at least one part of it. <sighs> Julio? I wasn't going to say it, but he knows who he is. I didn't have to say it. So, <laughs> <coughs> All right, so good stuff. Good stuff all around. Uh, GM, I appreciate you uh, coming on, especially at this time of night, especially at uh, the, the low levels that we're on. But, you know, this is worth it. It's therapeutic also for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm sure it's therapeutic for all forgetting to listen to uh, two two brothers, uh, you know, shoot the shit, talk about the sport that we love and the team that we love, the Houston Rockets. So we thank each and every one of y'all for that. Big thanks to uh, to you, the fans, to our friends, to whoever's just been listening to us, and just continually supporting us from day one. We truly appreciate each and every one of y'all for continuing it. Go ahead and give us a follow right now. On in, we're on Instagram, posting constantly uh, at Summit State of Mind underscore Pod at Summit State of, yeah Summit State of Mind underscore Pod Summit State of Mind underscore Pod. We are also on Apple Apple Podcasts and we are on Spotify as well. So you can go ahead and give us a listen there as well. Uh, big thanks and big shout outs to once again all of our uh, all of our sponsors that have continually supported us from day one. That is uh, the Day Off brand, that is Argyle League Barbershop, and that is, of course, Being Here Coffee. We appreciate each and every, each and every one of you guys that, uh, that has continually uh, sponsored us and continue to support the podcast. So we thank you all. Be sure to check them out. Go to the website. Give them shout-outs. Try their coffee. Get a haircut from them. Get some swag from Day Off. And uh, just check them out. They're really great stuff, so I know you'll enjoy that. Uh, once again, we just like, like I said, we just appreciate you joining on us with this ride, especially with the return of the, the bubble season. Hopefully we can continue to talk about the Rockets current season, but Hey, if it ends, it ends. And, and if it ends, we'll be here through it with y'all and we'll give y'all great filler episodes and all that funny jazz and jive that we come to know and love with us. So it'll be, we'll be here with you guys, uh, no matter what. So we do appreciate that. And we appreciate y'all for listening once again. And with that said, with this pandemic, please make sure that you are wearing a mask. Please make sure that you are washing your hands for 20 seconds. If you want, you can go back to the past episode and listen to Ray talk trash about Trash Gordon for 23 seconds. For 23 seconds of clean hands. And uh, make sure that you are taking care of yourselves. And most importantly, take care of each other, Beards and Brodies. We're on to game five now. 3-1 Laker lead. Let's go ahead and get this win on Saturday. And let's get it to 3-2. That's the most important thing. One game at a time. Go Rockets.
the summit. Four, 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 four.